Welcome to the Thriving Farmer Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Kilpatrick. Our mission is to inspire, educate, and celebrate sustainable farming. We believe that you can build a profitable, sustainable farm that gives you true farm freedom. Join us as we talk to farmers, innovators, educators, and entrepreneurs to glean their top takeaways in business and life. Hey, Thriving Farmers, Michael Kilpatrick here with yet another episode of the Thriving Farmer podcast. And we appreciate you listening to every single episode here. Today is a fun one, talking with Curly over at Curly's Ags. Actually, uh, what's your last name, Curly? So Curly's not a real name, um, but just Curly is what everyone calls me. Okay. All right. We're just going to leave it at that then. You're not, some sort of, you're, you're not some sort of like, you know, wanted criminal running from the law. So you've changed your name. <laughs> no, no, it's just very, it's a very Australian tradition that everyone gets a nickname and um, yeah. most Australians you'll meet, they don't go by their real name. It's just not, not a done thing. Yes. Yes. No, I know a fair number of Aussies and um, it's uh, yes, they're all, they're a lot of fun and they <laughs> interesting quirks like this, where you go by just, you know, curly. All right. Yeah. So your background is tools. You've done a lot of tool development over the number of years. Oh, you've done some cool. Uh, I mean, the broad forker was pretty cool when that came out that you did improved paper pot. You've done a whole host of things. Your latest uh, is this, uh, what do you exactly call it? Because it's it's kind of a tractor, but it's kind of a tool carrier. Uh, what, what's what's kind of like the the name for it? Yeah, so I call it handy. Um, yep. As you see, it's, it's on the thing. And, and the idea coming out, like when I started the concept, um, and I don't know if you want to talk about this more later on as to how I got to the concept, but I sort of just wanted, like employment in Australia is really hard to get good, good people to, to, to work, you know, for a decent yeah. price, particularly in farming. So I sort of just wanted something that's going to help you on the farm. So like, it's not a tractor, so it's not just for pulling stuff. And it's not really like a, it's not like just a powerhouse. It's sort of like a, a third person, I suppose you yeah. could say. So I just wanted something that's going to be handy around the farm. And, and it just worked out that, you know, hand E and E for electric, um, it just worked out like that. So we just call it handy, yeah. Um, yeah. Farm hand or something, I suppose you could categorize it as. Yeah, and it does a wide range of things. And we can get to that more a little bit further as we go. Let's talk a little bit though now about like, how did you get into the whole um, ag world? Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, we, six years ago, um, we decided we were going to buy our, our first property. So we, we purchased the property we're on right now at, at Rosevale uh, in Queensland, Australia. And um, it was 10 acres, 10 acre property. We're from a Christian background, uh, Mike, and and a big thing for us is we understand, you know, from, from how we perceive the world through, through our, I suppose, our Christian perspective that things aren't aren't probably going to get a lot better in, in the mm. world, you know. And um, this was six years ago. I mean, a lot of people with, with coronavirus now have sort of come to a similar reckoning. Yeah. Um, and and we basically wanted to, um, not, not necessarily preppers per se, like guns and stuff, but we just wanted to have our own food security, you mm-hmm. know, self-sustaining, be off the grid, that sort of thing. So we brought this block of land where we are now, the 10 acres, and um, first thing obviously we did was, was build a house, you know, and, and, and at the same time, actually, before we built the house, we started our, our garden, our, our farm slash garden. At that time, it was just a garden. And we just thought, let's have a go at, at being self-sustaining, you know. Um, my grandfather was a, was a market gardener back when it was a done thing. I mean, a lot of people's grandparents were, were market gardeners because that's how society happened. Um, 
and I never really had any experience with it. You know, you just dabbled around at home and now it's more property we had. And um, I said, that's how it goes. So I started farming here and I figured, so I currently at that time had another business um, in construction and, um, and I was like, it takes me a full week to grow enough food for our own family to sustain itself. And I'm mm. like, this is ridiculous. This is just silly. And like from, from our trades in construction, we have a tool for every job. Like, you know, if you're putting screws in, you've got a screw gun, you've got five varieties of screw guns for five varieties of screws and each one does its own job super efficiently, you know, and we can mm-hmm. do work these days in days which would have taken months for our, you know, grandparents were able to do um, building yeah. houses or whatever. Yeah, so the, said, the is- impact driver is literally like the tool that changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, it's, it's, it's a magical tool. Yes. And, and that's exactly what I mean. Like, Mike, you've got like all these advancements in, in uh, construction and, and I get into agriculture, you know, I'm starting to like, we're trying to grow for ourselves. So we need a minimum quantity. We need, you know, sustainability. We need an ongoing, ongoing planning um, and all this stuff. And I'm like, there's nothing out there. You know, it's just, I'm like, yeah. I've got a bad back from construction all these years. Um, and like, what what's going to happen? Like, you know, I started Googling around what's going on. And just as it happens, um, it was about that time when Curtis Stone made that uh, video on the paper pot show, like um, showing the, you know, the paper planet and transplanting yeah. plants was a killer. It was a really, it was a killer for us on our farm. Like, weed management wasn't a big thing for us back then because we did drip irrigation and we've got really dry seasons here. So basically not a lot of weeds come up here. Um, so that wasn't an issue, but transplanting for me, I'm like, this is just so bad. So I saw that video and that just it hooked me pretty well. And um, yeah, next thing I was, there was no one in Australia selling them um, at that stage. So I contacted, um, I'm not sure who it was. I contacted someone and said, you know, can we buy them in Australia? Like, yeah, we're shipping from America. And I'm like, and it come out to be like $5,000 or something to get one in Australia. It's ridiculous. So I went to Japan, brought one of the Japanese and I got it back here and I, and I did some planning and we've got really yeah. heavy clays. We've got really, really heavy um, clay here, which, which is great for the dry um, climate we have. So it retains the moisture, but it's just the planner wouldn't just, it was just rough. It was bad planning. It was a little bit, you know, just, it was uneven. Like it's not, it's not perfect soil, like what you often see in videos, you know. So I said yeah. to the Japanese, can we can we get some modifications for maybe a, a harsher, a harsher soil? Like, nah, not possible. Like, okay, that, that's fine. Yeah. Um and, and basically I had no interest in getting into a mic. Like like I had a successful business in construction, you know, life yeah. was good. I, I was I was pretty comfortable. And um there was just no no one wanted to innovate, nobody wanted to change. There was there was limited movement. So I said, okay, I'll do it myself. Um, it, you know, it doesn't look that complicated. You know, um, I have a background in aircraft engineering. So, you know, I've done a little bit of, um, you know, mechanical stuff before, I suppose. Um, obviously done a lot of construction. So, I, I, you know, I had a, a basic idea on how stuff works. And we start on the paper pot planner, as you, as you, as you well, well probably know that we, you know, we used to be called paper pot planner Australia um because that was our innovation in tools and, and as we opened that up we said okay but what about paper planters for a large-scale agriculture like you know they're still hand transplanting again like i said construction yeah you automated for sure like you know um and so we, we drove down that road for a while but then from there you know obviously we as 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 people say to us you know what about this and what about that we sort of filtered through the through the suggestions and um and diversified you know 
Yeah. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about what were some of the innovations that you went through with the, the paper pot planner? Cause I know, obviously you said that was the first one you kind of started messing with, um, yeah. that you modified it for <laughs> the heavy clay. I mean, obviously we don't have heavy clay, but I'm always interested to hear what kind of things you had to work on. Yeah. So there's, so there's a couple of things. So the main, it's funny, you know, I'll look back now, you know, from making the handy, which is, you know, it's, it's a really complex tool compared yeah. to the paper paper pot planner um you know you basically just got a bit of steel dragging across the ground um and and you know literally we spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on that um and i know you look back and you say well, what do we spend it on that's that's a good question there's a lot of prototypes that still haven't i still haven't brought the light which i may do in the in the future but our, our main first things um was that um we, we did a variable depth so with this big clay you know big pods of clay you know you may be talking um you know 100 mil or, or yep. 50 yep. mil which is like you know two to two to four inches in in, in clay size which which is like the maximum maybe let's just say let's say two inch you know pods of clay if, if you can't necessarily fill it in nicely i figured if you do it if you drop it lower when you start watering this sort of or you get a bit of rain away but the clay yeah. will eventually go back around it you know so we did it. We did a variable depth, so we, we made ours to start with a lot deeper, um, and then you could change the, the depth of it, so it just get them lower and get a bit more out the sun, sort of thing. And then um, other thing we had a lot with because we try to do a bit with um, cover crops and stuff. So yeah, yeah often have trash in your soil, and so that boat no, that spike nose, sorry, would always just jam up with trash, and you'd be always planting it. Yeah, absolutely. So we made the boat nose, which is exactly like a boat nose. So instead of it um, just catching it, it just pushes it underneath it and just keeps yeah yeah through. yeah so it's, more like, that, it's more of a hook nose now and so if you change it yeah change it to a boat nose so it just slide right underneath yeah exactly right so that, that were the main two innovations that we we brought onto our um well our cp1 pro um that, that's what we call it now um onto our planners but um a lot of the other innovations that we really spent a lot of time money on we like i said it's still important like that Gotcha. Very cool. Very cool. So let's talk about, um, you know, so as you started to ramp that up, you see it came from a construction background. So now you've mm. had to, you know, build a brand new shop, um, mm. you know, bring in new tools. I've seen some of the, mm. the tools you're working on. And the other cool thing is you're hundred percent on solar electricity um, yeah. and you're running those big tools. Do you have to have a big array? Do you just have a huge battery pack? How does that work with the, the bigger loads? Yeah, so look, we're blessed here, Mike, in uh, Queensland. They call it, uh, well, the government self-styles itself as a sunshine state. Okay. Um, and the reason for that is, you know, we've got 95% sunny days in, in, in Queensland where we are. Um, so so we do have a fairly big solar rate, it's true. We've got 20 kilowatts of solar power on the roof, um, which, uh, I mean, solar, I don't know in America how it is, but I know in Australia we've got massive government incentives to get solar, so they pay basically uh, 50%, of, 50% of the cost. Um, like, for example, I just um, just got a, um, a that 20 kilowatt array put on it, and it was uh, $10,000 supplied and installed with a 15 kilowatt three-phase inverter. So oh, wow, yep. It, yes. It's, it's heavily incentivized here in Australia solar. Yeah, um, heavily incentivized. Yeah, and then and then from there, like I said, I've got that three-phase um, Fronius inverter, and then I've got another system of inverters, which is a standalone, because we're not even hooked up to the grid. So it's like, when I say 100%, it's not that we just, you know, we sort of use 100% offset, you know, like carbon yeah. emissions offset yeah. and stuff. It's literally what we get out of the sky is what we got. And if we don't get it, we don't got it. You know what I mean? Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, so I got a I got three Bitcoin ten kilowatt inverters, the Quattro Quattro ten kilowatt, um, and they essentially run a run a three phase. So each box runs its own phase, and they communicate. Okay. Um, and then so they work as a grid, and they feed back to the furnace, or the furnace work feedback, and then they sort of talk between each other. So we can produce of three phase. We're producing um, thirty two kilowatts um, peak output of, of three phase, which is it's a lot of power. Like it's it's yeah. It's power to power to burn, and then obviously the other thing is the batteries. You know, so we've got a fair a fair few batteries. Um, look, Mike, it's like this. I I don't like because we're incentivized so heavily. It's it's a no brainer for me. Even yeah. if I lived in yeah. this in the city to go solar, it's just so it's just so efficient. Um, and and you know we would have paid off our solar system probably a year or two ago. Um, and that's before we even got the laser cutter. So for me, I think it's it's just. And, and obviously the environmental impacts, you know, stuff like that, I think it's, it's actually great. Yeah. Yeah. So basics in the U.S., and I'm just looking up here some random website. Um, as of July 2021, they say a 20K system would cost around $55,000 U.S. Unbelievable. And that's or, just for the power, the panels and the, and the inverters. Yes. Or $40,000 after whatever remaining solar tax credits are still there. Um, that's incredible. Yeah. And so like even Ohio, Ohio legislature passed a law that wouldn't allow energy companies to give kickbacks if you bought, let's say like a Nest thermostat to try to make your house more efficient. Huh. That just blows my mind. <laughs> it, it, that, that is incredible. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if the, the, the power companies, you know, push people to, so they use more power. I don't know. I mean, that's just, yeah. that just drives me nuts, but um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's a huge, huge uh, discount. That's amazing. I mean, it's amazing that you've got that there because I'm sure otherwise mm. it's challenging to, to run those kind of big equipment because you're out yeah, no, nowhere. Well, we're only an hour from Brisbane, which is like, you know, it's two and a half million inhabitants. Like you can get anything you need to get from manufacturing, you can get in Brisbane sort of thing. So we're not really that far. We, okay. we are yep. far, but we're, like, we're sort of in like a pocket. So there's no true roads to go anywhere. So we are completely 100% rural. But we are yeah, we're yeah. only an hour an hour to, to Brisbane, and you know, Mike, I did it a little bit um, as well. Obviously, you know, our self sustainability and all that sort of stuff. But I did a little bit uh, as well, like everything we're doing, sort of trying to pioneer the way. Because a lot of people say to me, "Now, nah, solar is just a gimmick," and I'm like, "No, no, solar works." And and I regularly yeah. have either clients of ours or you know friends or people you know interested in this sort of stuff. I take them through the workshop and I show them you know how I set it up and. I actually installed the solar system, um, not the not the solar panels. I actually did install the first solar solar panels and inverted myself, but all the wiring, all that, I did it myself. It's it's fairly simple. Yeah. Um, it's a fairly simple setup, and it's and it's literally it's sort of um, it's today's technology. You know, it's just it needs someone to, to sort of drive it and be exemplary of you know, you know, this is my workshop. This is how it works. If you want, you can come and have a look. You know, yeah. do it in your own place. You know. Exactly. Yeah. And that was one of the things like my mentors, Paul and Sandy, they set their zone up hmm. and they said a huge part was of the labor. And so they were able to cut the labor massively by doing some of the stuff themselves. Sure. Sure. So, yeah. you know, that, yeah, there is a huge aspect of the labor and right now I'm sure the labor on top of that's even higher. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Uh, electric is the future. You know, I, we, um, my sister and, bro and future brother-in-law actually stopped by 
last couple of days and he has a Tesla and mm. uh, he was charging it here. And uh, we kind of like going through like all the understanding. And he said, yeah, that whole time I was charging, it only used a dollar's worth of electricity. Mm. And that blew my mind. Yeah. Blew my mind that they are going to travel 360 miles or 320 mm. miles, something like that with mm. just literally a couple of dollars worth of electricity. Yeah. And, and the fascinating thing, like, the thing about electricity is, you know, if you got a fireplace, and I know in America you guys use heaps of fireplace. So we got a fireplace in our place here for winter. We only use it, you know, two months a year. But mm-hmm. we've got a we've got a air conditioning, like a reverse cycle air conditioning. I'd rather use air conditioning than the fireplace, and the simple reason is, you know, the sun produces the power. So we, as a you know, as a whole Earth, we run on sun power. We're all solar power, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's as simple as the, the trees absorb this. The, the sun and they and they turn it into hydrocarbons, you know, in their wood and their in their mass, and then you burn it, you release it. So essentially, the tree is a battery. Whereas I literally, from today, you know, I charge up the batteries. Tonight I'll discharge the batteries, and tomorrow they'll charge up again. You know, it's just you shorten yeah. the cycle so much, and it's just so efficient. You know, exactly. That's a really interesting way to look at it. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so when you built your handy, you did go electric with that completely. Um. Obviously, there's some massive advantages. Talk to us a little bit about kind of like the the thoughts and the engineering in that. Yeah. So when I when I designed the handy, um, it 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 started from a really really raw concept. So so we were developing new tools. So the the well the first and the last of our last tools we developed was the the Curly's Tracker Two, the automatic board for. Um, and and we had to essentially say, okay, this is a great tool, but we have to get a powerhouse for it. So we need something to put it on. So we made it so you can hook onto a BCS and also you can put it on a three-point linkage of your tractor. And, and we did that. And, and we, the ones we sold, we sold a, a, a couple of, well, a few in America, to be honest with you. I really don't like BCSs. I had two, I've sold one already. I just feel that they're sort of like, um, they're awkward. They're just, they're just awkward to move around the farm. They're just, the low, I know you guys in America put a lot of big big wheels on them and stuff, which mm-hmm. would definitely make them better, but they're just sort of like, they haven't got the traction. They haven't, they're sort of, I don't know. I've just, I've really yeah, never I mean, got to be honest, I don't even own one. No. Uh, <laughs> we you know have, what I mean then. Yeah, no, no. We have a four-wheel drive uh, tractor. Um, we yeah. have an old Super C, which is a two-wheel drive. And then yeah. we have a, a Goldoni, which is basically the oversized big brother um, grandfather of a BCS. Um, okay. Now there's like two tasks on the farm, which I really wish I had a BCS for, um, yes. you know, clearing out some crops. It's nice to have a little tiny flail mower yeah. that you can get in small tunnels. Um, yeah. The other thing is making beds. So we bed up our hoop house in our tunnel, our big greenhouse every fall for our winter beds. And it's right. nice to have that. So you don't have to hand do it. But I mean, I can do a whole hoop house in 20 minutes by hand. Right. I don't need anything. And it's not, I'm not whipping the soil like a, a, a BCS would anyway. So again, for some farms, they're great, but I agree with you. They're not the bees knees when it comes to running a farm. Yeah, well, it's just, I, I don't mean that they're, they're bad. I just find that they're awful yeah. to use and they're just, they've got no clearance, um, you know, in, in and out clearance and stuff like that. And we often get hung up on, you know, on when we're doing trials with our, with our broad fork on different farms stuff, you know, farms on slopes and stuff. This mm-hmm. didn't happen there. So I said, we, we have, we had some new tools in the making, um, um, which you can see we've actually uh, brought out for the, the, um, 
the the handy um and i was like you know we wanted to have gone to we want to make a, essentially a full circle tool that you can use for your full scale uh, market gardening turnover so you've got one tool that does a whole lot so you don't need you know mm-hmm. uh, attractive with a bucket on the front to do your bed you know can move your soil around the place you don't need a, a bcs for that little bit of stuff like you you don't need another you know a massey to do your um, mid-mount tool um configuration um i learned one tool to do the whole lot so i set i set apart i, I set up with a really really um broad scope of what i wanted to do i, I wanted it to be ultra lift so i wanted a three-dimensional tool so you know your mm-hmm. pcs and, and stuff like that you can only pull stuff, you know, and power stuff. That's that's great, um, and and that's and that's that that's good. But I want to be able to lift stuff, you know, and I wanted to be able to lift a considerable amount of weight because, you know, harvesting for me with a bad back, it's it's a killer. Like, mm. You know, and and then you know if, you, if you're using it, so we got a John Deere thirty three twenty with a bucket on the front, a mid mount mower, and, and the three point linkers in the back, obviously. Um, and it's a great, it's a I absolutely love that tractor, but it's no good for market gardening. You know, it's good for yeah, you know, keeping keeping the grass down and stuff like that, and and whatever, but it's no good for market gardening. So, like, I wanted something to go over the crop without damaging them. Um, you know, so you can harvest and put it straight on there. You know, have a platform, and and that that really main application was the first thing that really drove the whole overall concept of it. So I, I know it's come out now. If you look at it, you say, okay, this looks like a a bobcat or a dingo digger, or, or I'm mm-hmm. not sure you guys got dingo diggers over there. Yeah, or, yeah, I know what they. Yeah, okay. I know what they're like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It looks like one of them, but it's just missing the guts out of it. That was not our intention. You know, we started with a really, I actually saw a drawing of when we started developing it, like um, a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, this looks pretty well exactly the same as what it is now, but completely different. Like it's it's the same form, but it's it's got all the extra bits yeah. and pieces that actually make it work. So that's what we set off with, Mike. Um, from then, we, 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 really, we really engaged a lot of time to focus on making it, Two things, simple. We want to make it simple so that, uh, and I've actually heard this a fair bit on the comments around the place lately with electric is a lot of it like, um, you know, the, these big die casting machines that, that Elon Musk is putting in, in their Teslas effectively to bring the pricing down so they're saving heaps of parts and then just make it in one part and mm. just cast it. But how do you repair that? You know, how do you go to a shop and say, yeah. let's repair it? He, he claims it can be welded. You know, there's people saying you can't weld cast. I mean, there's yes. a whole debate there. And I don't yes, want to get there into is. that. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the fact of the matter is a lot of people don't like the fact that you're not allowed to repair your own vehicle. So being able to repair your own vehicle is one of the big things. So we made it fairly well modular. Um, so, you know, if, if, a, if a motor blows, you know, you just call us up, Curly, this is this motor's blown, just send you a new motor. You don't have to rebuild a motor or whatever. You know, they're electric motors. So in comparison to a, a diesel motor or a petrol motor, you know, they're really cheap. Um, you know, the frames and stuff. So we wanted to be modular. We wanted to be, a simple, a simple but efficient uh, machine, so that you know it can it can handle farm life. So you can give it a bit of a flog, and you know, uh, like the chassis, the main chassis is made out of eight millimeter mild steel, so that they're like, you know, you can flog them with a the hammer if you want. It's literally, you know, they're borderline bulletproof. Um, then, then the next biggest, the next biggest thing we've really, really, really focused on, and this is something. So um, obviously, around the traps, you know, I do my research and stuff. Um, I heard that BCS tried to make a uh, electric version of their BCS three or four years ago. Um, yep. And even in even in um, my wife's reading and James' uh, book, The Market Gardener, I've never actually taken the time to read the whole thing, but I've you know, got snippets of it. And he, in that book, I think it was 2013, it was put out, he said that 
there should be an electric BCS coming out within the next couple of years. You know, we're 21 and it's still an electric BCS. And, and I think the reason for that, Mike, just from my research, um, is because of the efficiencies and, and the losses in the drivetrains. So if you get a, if you go to, let's say, Tesla, for example, they've got no gearbox. Yeah. Um, they've got no clutch. You know, the, the motors drive directly to the wheels. If you look at the Rivian, they've got a motor for each wheel, you know, um, the Rivian pickup truck. Yeah. Um, so so the, the whole secret with, with electric is you're completely changing your paradigm of design. So you don't design, and I think this is why Tesla has taken off so well, because a lot of these other car worlds, you know, let's speak two years ago, you had um, you had big companies like Toyota saying that electric was a joke, you know, or... or Volkswagen said two years ago that they'll never make an electric car, you know, and then and then now they are by the end of 2029 or 30, they're going to have 100% electric vehicles or something. So yeah, the secret is Tesla brought a whole new concept to it and they said, okay, we've got a new paradigm, let's work with it. Whereas, and I think this is the exact same thing that's happening in the ag world. And so we've, because essentially we're a startup, we don't have deals with um, motor manufacturers or anything like that. We redesigned it and we want a really short drivetrain. We basically want electric motor to implement or electric motor to wheel. And then, you know, everything powers through, 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 you know, cables. And essentially we've been able to sh- shed a lot of weight. You know, we haven't got that diesel engine. We haven't got that big heavy gearbox. We haven't got that chassis to hold the whole thing. And we've been able to put the power exactly where we want it. So um, I don't know how much time you spent looking at our machine, but we've got the motors driving a reduction worm drive gearbox mm-hmm. straight to the wheels. Like there's, you know, yeah. the worm drive gearbox has got like an efficiency of you know 98% or something. So we've got no losses there. And then for our implements, we've got each implement comes with its own motor. So instead of um, yeah. having instead one of motor. Run, yeah, and trying to run hydraulic lines or yeah. mechanical lines or all that stuff, you're just going yeah. straight to the thing, which is way more efficient. Exactly right. And that's when, and this is from my understanding why BCS actually never released it was because their battery life was 15 minutes. And yeah. who so wants it? 15 Reed, minutes. Yeah, Reed Alloway up in Canada has done it. Um, I'm trying to remind, I'm trying to look at the thread here. I'm actually looking at his thing. Um, batteries are modular. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, I don't have a final g- takeaway from him on how long the mat the 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 motor ran, um, mm. but he put in a sem uh, a Sempex motor, an AMD DD zero dash four zero zero two. I don't know if that makes any sense. I'll 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 tag you in the comment. Yeah, sure. I, no, I I have seen his and and okay, and yeah. he's done a really good job. I, I like. I, um, yeah. he just started a new group. Um, do it yourself. Oh yeah. The electric. Um, yes. We should probably mention yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've been on there having a little bit of fun, you know, um, I love encouraging other guys to have a bit of fun. Cause that's essentially what we're doing at the end of the day, Mike. We're just, yeah. We're, we're not in it to make money. Um, well, I mean, obviously if you don't make money, you'll shut up sooner or later, but that's not, um, uh, you know, yeah. that's not our sole purpose. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Sole purpose is, you know, innovation and, and, yeah. and as you said, have fun and make it easier for farmers because I mean, even since I've, I've been now farming 17 years, I mean, when I first mm. started, the tools we had were so different than we have today. So it mm. blows my mind, you know, the, the, the kind of innovations that have come around. So it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So the electric now, how much can the handy lift? Yeah. So it's um, 350 kilos approximately. 
Um, okay. It can lift more, but it just, it's weight, it, it, it itself weighs under 250 kilos. Um, I don't yeah. know what that is in pounds or stone or any of that, but yeah. So if, if you put too much weight on it, and this is again comes to the design, we wanted to we wanted to lift more weight. So let's just say you're harvesting something heavy like watermelons or whatever, it'll lift it yeah. and move and no issue. There's there's no issues with it at all. Um, but if you have it out the front like a bucket like you would on your, your track or anything, you've got to have that counterbalance. And the further out it is, the further back you have the counterbalance. So you know you look at yeah. a 600 kilo machine then, and then you know yeah. that that weight's got to come from somewhere. So that's extra cost. You know. Um, it bogs easier in the ground, blah, blah, you know, more mass in your, your walkways, you know, it goes on and on and on. And the, and the scale keeps growing and, and you, you know, you finish with a, you know, another yeah. John Deere 3320, you know, that weighs two and a half. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so 350 we, kilograms is 770 pounds. Um, 700 kilograms is right around 1500 pounds. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the thing about it is, you have to keep the weight in the center and that's why it's empty in the middle. So with yes. our harvesting yeah. basket, you'll see that the platform comes right back into the middle. So, you know, effectively further away you go, the further you go away from the front of the machine, the more, the less weight, you know, it'll lift before it topples over sort of thing. Um, you can put, we have weights and like counterweights and stuff you can put on it, but then, you know, it limits other, other movements and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's not the sole purpose. If I mean, if you need that all day, every day, then you buy a bobcat or something or a forklift or something. Yeah. 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 But for the most 90% of small farms, <laughs> this mm. will do be more than they need to be for moving. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, if like most pallets come in at one ton, so you pop off the top, you know, three levels of, of bags, pick up the rest mm. with this and move it around. That's kind of how we've done. Cause we have a, our tractor does about 1500 pounds of, of weight right. capacity. So that's exactly cool. what we do. So, yeah 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 very cool hey thriving farmers where are you on your thriving farmer journey so if you go to our website growingfarmers.com you can click on the assessment button and that will take you to a form ask you a few different questions and that will help you figure out where you are on the five stage thriving farmer journey and what that does then is kicks you a customized pdf that gives you resources to know exactly what to focus on next in your business to go to the next level. So go to growingfarmers.com and click on the assessment. So let's talk about like, you know, another thing you guys do over there is you do a lot of tweaking. So people bring you ideas and stuff, you know, kind of um, what does that look like? You know, what kinds of things have you been able to tweak and, and improve? Yeah. So as far as tweaking goes, we don't really per se do tweaking um, of existing we, we have done minimal jobs of sort of just, you know, farming up the road, sort of want something done to the machine. We do do that, but that's not really what we're in, in about. Um, we sort of, yeah, more so what we do is like if guys bring us ideas, say, okay, we need this tool for this job, mm-hmm. um, we, we will then, you know, we'll then take that on and, um, and, and, and analyse the situation, see if there's a, a need, you know, see if there's a possibility to, to improve and then move from there. There's two main tools which that Rich have come about because of that. Um, that's why we have it on our webpage that we, you know, encourage consumer feedback to, yeah, um, to give us that, um, yeah, feedback essentially. And so the Elia three thousand, which is, um, which it, I suppose it's a tilfer. It's it's the, the same yeah. as the tilfer. Um, we we we're fairly cautious, Mike, um, to not step on other people's toes. We don't want to um make any enemies in the business per se it's it, it wouldn't limit me making enemies to to develop a new 
tool. You know, for me, yeah, my purpose is to help farmers. If if I'm going to step on someone's toes to, to make it to make it a new tool that's going to help people because they're not doing it, I'll do it. But that's I don't want to unnecessarily do it. Um, so you know, I didn't want to step on Johnny's toes with the tilter. Um, and 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 so I, I had I'd held off for years, and that's why we made the power harrow at first because you know the eco harrow because it was you know battery fuel powered um, soil preparation. But yeah. um, we had a farmer, we are doing a show with the board fork, the automatic uh, board fork, Hillary's Cracker 2, um, down in New South Wales. And one of the guys said to me, he goes, I have one of them drills with the auger on it, you know, for like just drilling holes. You see them like the Chinese ones that they, they advertise everywhere. Yeah. Um, and, and he's like, I threw it the other day and it landed on the ground and, um, and something hit the trigger. And the auger just started up and just spat all the soil at, at the one end and it just left like a, like a trench where it was. And he yeah. goes, I need something like that to form my beds. He said, like, you know, like the size of a, a tilfer, but it's got to form the beds. So it sort of, you know, just opens the beds up and leaves them neat. So you just pass it over and out again. So I said, yeah, radio. And we had, we, we proceeded with it. You know, we did a couple more shows down there and stuff. And I was thinking about it the whole time. I was like, you know, if we did a double reverse helix on it, on, on the tilfer, essentially, it would work. So I was thinking about modifying the tilfer, but, you know, it's, you know, they've had a lot of problem with the back of them cracking, the back flaps and stuff cracking. So I was like, we need to make a new platform. So that's that's essentially how the Elliot 3000 started. It was actually initially um, designed as a, a bed forming tool. And then I said, okay, you've got a horizontal rotating axis. Anything you put on that horizontal rotating axis, if you change the tool, it will change what mm. it does. So, you know, it was, we just chucked the, um, you know, tilting attachment or rotate attachment on it. And then we chucked a, um, a flower mowing attachment on it essentially so you've got you know it's, it's only one in the world where you've got a bed form or a, a rotary hoe and a, and a flower mow all in the one tool um there's one little clip on the bottom you just unclip the clip push the implement off and you just change it over so it's you know it's a, a one minute exercise so it's not a massive thing a massive deal and that and that come from that farmer just suggesting to us um you know that innovation um and, and and it's obviously come a long way since that first prototype, but you know, it's it's a staple thing we sell quite a few of now. You know, we've got um heaps of them floating around America and Australia that they're they're a really good tool. The other tool that we've um innovated a lot from from demand is is the flame weeder. So um my wife's been hounding me for years to make a flame weeder. She's like, No, they're great. And I'm like, Yeah, that's fine, but there's heaps of guys that make them. I don't wanna, you know, I don't wanna do yeah. anything. And 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 I was like, there's options on the market. And then the, the issue is you, you're either buying a flame with the flame of bed, like, you know, um, I know farmer's friend make one and there's a couple other guys that make, mm-hmm. make the ones for weed in the bed. Or you've got like a handheld weed one sort of thing, you know, just, just you know, um, just like one burner that you just burn. Yeah. Whatever. And then, you know, Connor Crickmore sort of did a hybrid, which is sort of like, you know, a handheld weed burner with like a little, a little shroud over that sort of, focuses and i'm like okay they're all sort of okay um but they don't really they're not really versatile they're sort of like one job one tool that's it so um two years ago we bought the um company here in australia aussie flame leaders which was a guy you know just a young guy mm-hmm. just having a go um, really nice guy um he was uh, i mean i mean he is michael his name is actually and um he, he uh, when we bought the business off him, he actually approached us and said, you know, I probably want to get out of it. Can you, can you take it? And I said, yeah, sure. But when we got that, I sort of had to sort of start there. And I was like, okay, this is the moment. So we made this around a multi, which is like, and we get heaps of feedback. Like this is a bit, it looks awkward and it looks, you know, unstable and stuff. But 
you know, by and large, feedbacks. It took us a long time to get it evenly balanced, evenly weighted. But now mm-hmm. that same tool, you can either do your pathways, like it's literally a, a five-second movement. You just put the tip on the ground and twist it, and then you'll do your pathways, and then you put your tip on the ground and twist it again, and you can do your beds, you know, or fence lines or whatever, you know. So it's a, it's a really simple tool um, that gives that versatility. And we'd had heaps of farmers just asking us about that something a bit Man. more versatile when it comes to flame yes. leading, you know. So that's that's almost, you know, it's gone up to be almost the number one seller now. You know, it's it's really I'm looking yeah, at that really right cool. now, and for some reason I haven't seen that before. What I haven't yet? Yeah, no. No, it's, this is yeah, I need one of these because yeah, there's so just, there's so many problems this solves. Yeah. Um and and like yeah. I said, a lot of people say it looks awkward, but I'm not yeah. joking. Um, yeah, like um, Eric from Steadfast Arm, he's got one. Uh, JM40 has got one. Yeah, um, yeah. I just talked to Eric uh, a couple of nights ago. Did he? Yeah. Okay. So he's he's yeah. got that one, and and he said he loves it. Um, he, he said just a little bit, you know, if he's just doing bed, just just doing bed. And the problem is with Eric is he only does beds; he doesn't do anything else. But yeah, um, he 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 would prefer Jonathan one because it's it's just made for just doing beds, but. Um, you know, he said definitely. If I had to do, you know, foot pass or anything else, he said it's yeah. I'm, yeah, he really likes it. Um, yeah, it would yeah. be yeah. We we do pathways once in a while, um, <laughs> and that would be convenient to be able to just to zip in there real quick and and hit that with it. So sure. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, because I'm looking at some of the other stuff you guys got on here. Um, you got the the weed wand, and that's just more of a. That's more of just a, a, a handheld version, right? Correct. It's just you know that 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 is a massive sell in Australia because there's just no one in Australia making flame with it. Yeah. We're the only ones in Australia making flame with it. So it's probably the market's a little bit different from here to there, sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Now the other thing that needs to be made is um. Well, John has kind of t- t- done it because he now offers pre-punched landscape fabric, but sure. um, something that can punch those. Cause we're, we're using like different templates and stuff, but mm. the problem is templates really don't do a great job unless you have them just right. Um, so mm. I like the thing, you know, they, they make one of those things that kind of like puts on the end of a torch and you heat up, but having yeah. one that would do like three or four at a time would make it so much faster and so much easier. Yeah. So um, I actually, I actually already uh, started drawing up, uh, uh, one that adapts to our um, incinerator okay. mini. So, yeah, I don't know if you've yeah. seen it. If you look on our website, there's one they call incinerator mini. So okay, it's the same as incinerator multi. So it's a full width flame head. And I don't know, you probably haven't noticed, but the, the incinerator multi. That's another one of the things where we we've, we've gone back to the drawing board and said let's redesign this with technology in view. So yeah, it's it's the world's most powerful um, flame weeder on that that size, and that's um. He's got 20 jets in it. So if you look at Jonathan, I think he's got five jets or seven yeah. jets, depending on it. That one there, the 750 wide, and it's got 20 jets on it. So literally, you're doing a, a walking pace and you're just killing everything in your path. Right? Yeah. It just, you're just it burns. But, yeah, exactly right. So the incinerator mini is the, the exact same head, but it rolls. So we've actually got a we've actually got a die that you put on there, and the 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 flame just goes across the top and it heats up the cones as they roll around. And then uh, as that goes down to the plastic, it just cuts the plastic out. So cool. um I've got that on a drawing board, but I haven't released it yet. The issue is, Michael, you know, uh, my head just does circles all day around the place and I've sort of had to get to the stage now, particularly with the handy, you know, where I say, okay, let's focus on on getting this tool, this tool, and this tool done, get yeah. it to market, and we'll leave this for, you know, whenever, yeah. whenever it gets around or whatever. So yeah. that one's sort of just put on the back burner for the moment, you know. 
Yeah. Well, sometimes you can try to solve 12 problems and mm. you never get any of them solved. You just need to focus Correct. on one, get it to market, focus on another one and then go from there. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, the thing was like, was we've done, you know, we did the um, bubbler, we did the, the dryer greens. And, you know, again, to us, those were cool things and we mm. kind of moved on. I mean, there's so much potential there that we could have taken those to so much different levels. Mm. A couple of people did. I mean, they made some steel basket bits, um, for the inside. So you didn't, you made it a lot easier. And, uh, hmm. yeah, I mean, we just, I've, I've just got so much, so many things going on. It's, I just haven't <laughs> continued diving in. Yeah. Diving in hmm. and taking those to the furthest place they could go. Yeah. You gotta pick your battles, don't you? Yeah. 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 And I really like farming. So, I mean, yeah. you know, my, my idea of a good day is outside working in the soil with the hmm. team. Um, yes, hmm. I love puttering in the shop somewhat, but, um, and that will probably change here after we get this farm, uh, you know, back up to where it needs to be so I can step out of mm. in the business and start working back on the business. Mm. So the first year is all mm. been about, you know, processes, team, and we're starting to, we're starting to really make headway now. I mean, we have a team yeah. that I only have to work. Well, I'm out there for big projects and stuff, but I, it, it pretty much runs itself now with the, the harvesting, the packaging, um, you know, the management of the retail sales channels. Those are it was a really running real smoothly now. So that's, yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's all yeah. about the right people. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And that's, and that's a problem we're having now as we're scaling up. Um, yeah. So back to the handy, um, you know, we're, we're probably in our last two weeks of R and D um, for this year's model and, and tools and stuff. Um, and I don't know if you want to go down, touch on sort of the tools. We yeah. Got for the handy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's dive in that. Yeah. Okay. So, Right now for the handy, so for our 2020 model, the handy, we've got um, Eco Harrow, uh, which is a power harrow, essentially. Yep. Um, we've sort of renamed, we've named our own tools, just so, so you know they're ours, um, and they're, they're sort of, they're all sort of work, yeah, with our system. Anyway, so we've got Eco Harrow, which is a power harrow, the Elia 750, which is exact same as Elia 3000, but it's just 750 wide, mm -hmm. um, which is which is your standard bed. I think you guys call that. A 30 inch bed yeah 30 inch bed correct yeah um uh flower mower uh forks bucket auger cedar paper pot planter cultivators um bed former uh compost spreader carry oil flame weeder and lay down harvester so you know that's that's what you wow. can buy with the 2020 model yeah. yes <laughs> Exactly. that's extensive now can you stack <laughs> paper pots so that you can because one of the things with the paper pot that i don't like because uh, we do cultivation with uh, four-wheeled tractors and obviously we don't need to continue but even if you're doing let's say the handy and want to cultivate you want to make sure those paper pot rows are exactly the distance apart you want them like you know, for a 30 inch bed it's typically eight inches apart so mm -hmm. if you could stack you know those four row paper pots across the back obviously it's expensive to set up and you mm -hmm. have to make sure your paper pots are set up correctly but, um, or maybe it's just two. So you could do two rows at once and then flip around and come back and do two other rows. I think yeah, that might so, be the way you need to go with that. So, yeah, no. So Mike, we've actually got, um, have you been following us on online on social media, Instagram and stuff lately? Um, uh, I'm not a huge Instagrammer, so I may have missed half right. your posts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we, um, we haven't, we've just been releasing by the time this audio is released, it'll be, it'll be public knowledge, but. Uh, I suppose you get the sneak peek. We've been releasing just photos of stuff with laser cutting and saying, guess what it is. Yeah. And that's actually 
that's actually this week's we're going to release a video of it working this week so it's actually we're, we're planning to put five rows on a bed okay um and the, the, to do that we've essentially turned the paper pot trays on their side so that you can stack them you know uh, i think the minimum spacing between rows is 100 mil which is um four inches okay uh, apart so it's a really um really really tight and this is this is actually a little bit of that throw off of, of what i said to you before um, yeah some of the, the things we haven't released yet um there's quite a few more coming um uh, it's just time again mike but for us it's fundamental for the paper pots you know the paper pots still hold the place dear to my heart um, yeah because transplanting still is a killer and you know we've we've sold certain amount of paper pot but there's more to solve i think it's a key to unlock a much bigger door but just there's nobody out there uh, really innovating with the paper pot scale and there's there's some real intricacies to the paper pot. There's some trickiness to the way it's folded and designed that yep. it's not, it's not all the same. Like every, every seventh one is, is 20 mil further apart than the rest, but we essentially, and um, I think I've cracked the code as well with this. I just need a bit more time on it, but we want to make a automatic transplanting so that you can do it. You can program in a 750 mil distance and every 750 mil, it drop one paper pot off of that, cut it off and drop it in. At oh, that wow. space. Or that 500 would... or 400 yeah. or 300. So you use, Use the 50 mil paper pots and then any spacing that you dictate, it'll just yep. electronically place it in, in the soil of that space. So that, that would be that's really actually, cool. Yeah. That's actually where we're heading. That's where we've been heading. That's been our goal since the start. You know, they're, yeah. they're just, they're, they aren't, they're not uniform and that makes it really, really hard to, um, to work with. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. The paper pots. So, so essentially what you can see there with what we've released, we've, we've sort of made a, a whole circle and i want to actually release a video it's just time to be able to make videos because we make our own videos you know being a small business you yeah know, you sort of wear so many hats um and just getting time to wear the hats and if i'm doing videos i'm not innovating and if i'm innovating i'm not doing videos or i'm not planning because we've yes. got a farmer we've got a farmer as well you know mike so um it's, it's it's a lot of things to do but we want to make a full turnkey solution so that you can essentially manage your whole farm fully electric you know again mm -hmm. like i don't know what the Fuel prices are doing in America, but the fuel prices here are going up. Stupid, you know. So electric again. Yeah, we're off grid, so of course it's essentially free. And and because I work in our workshop, which is at, at our home here, I yeah. don't leave home more than once every six weeks. Sort of thing. I leave home. Um, yeah. <laughs> so a bit of a her bit of a hermit now. But um, you know, I don't go to buy fuel. So if it's all electric, it just yeah. comes out the sky, sort of thing. You know. So, um, yeah, full turnkey solutions that you can do everything from your planning. Or transplanting, you know, you're cultivating, you know, weeding, um, harvesting, you know, lay down harvester or just walking over your beds with a thing. And then, you know, um, soil amendments. So we've got our compost spreader. We've got actually a new compost spreader we hope to release in the next couple of weeks, um, which can which can do your pathways. So you can put wood chip on your pathways or you can put compost on your bed. So the same tool. Oh, nice. Self-loading, yep. self-loading. Yep. Self so it just does it all in one. And this is... This is what I talked to you. This is what I mentioned before, Mike. Um, sort of just, just going back to one of our first questions was, what, what you know, what did I design it? Because all these tools that we're making, there's nothing to put them on. Like, yes. you, know, yeah. you can't put them on a BCS because it doesn't lift stuff. You know, you can't put yeah. them on a tractor because they're too heavy. You can't put them on a, you know, there's there's, there's nothing really out there to, to take these in. That's that's where the handy comes up into it. Exactly, yeah. Um, it's the, yeah, it's, if you look at, let's say like Venmore um, or any one of these, um, I think you even talked about the Dingo earlier, which is yeah. basically, it's a platform to put all these little tools on. Exactly and, right. 
Yep. And you get that, I mean, or even like a skid steer and you have like, you know, 16 different implements for that. So yeah, yeah. having that base that actually is purpose built for mm. farmers is, mm. yeah. I mean, and it looked, when you're coming out, when you first came out with that, I was, I looked at this, I looked at the design and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And I was like, oh, that is brilliant. Um, <laughs> well, because Thanks, yeah, it, it just, it just, it just works. And so, yeah. um, yeah, obviously I'd love to get one here at some point just to kind of play around with it. Um, yes. So we've asked, actually, yeah, sorry, no, we just, yeah, we, it's, um, it's probably be next year before I can, you know, um, get around to even thinking about something like that. So yeah, yeah. but go ahead. We've got, so, so we've got a heap. We, we, so we started, we've already started manufacturing our production run. Yeah. Um, we're just we've ordered all the supplies so you know we don't make electric motors and we don't make motor controls and all that sort of stuff so we've ordered them all in they should learn by the end of the month a lot of them or next month that we've started manufacturing all our steel um and stuff like that um like i said we've got the last week of r d and then we're gonna we're gonna start sending them so we, we actually we've got one we've got one purpose built for just doing tours around america and we've got one purpose built for doing tours around uh, europe and then we've got Perfect. the same here in, in australia um i would have been doing tours around australia already except with the coronavirus there's a lot of lockdown yep. restrictions and stuff like that yeah so hopefully um the lord permitting we will um have one that we can so i don't know have you met brent um our rep in america or yes yep yes i know brent yeah he's out of texas yeah. correct yeah re- really nice guy um yep. he, he's gonna try and get around so if you're if your farm's in in the line of attack um by all means, you might be able to drop in and, and, and have yeah. a couple of goes. Well, we could, yeah, we could do a workshop too, you know, that kind of thing, which would be cool. I could probably even get yeah. Johnny's, Johnny's involved too, to bring some of their stuff out. So we could do like a tool yeah, day cool. and show everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just getting back to that platform thing, Mike. So like you said, the platform was, was cool. And, and the only thing different from a dingo, I suppose, is obviously it's electric and it's missing the guts. But yeah. Um, as I showed you, I tagged you on that post on, on Facebook the other day with the, with the um i call it the overhead frame that's what, yeah yeah you know, thing but basically yeah. you make it a mid-mount track as opposed to just being a, a front end loader you know and it's such a i suppose simple addition to give it such a a, a different purpose if you know what i mean yeah 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 that um, solves and the beautiful thing is so one of the big things we're on an eight acre site and we're hmm. already knowing that we are going to max out every square inch and mm. so that means that every single drive path and every single walking path is mm. wasted space. Mm. So we're like, okay, how do we take a drive path and go from 20 feet, which takes our current space to 10 mm. feet or even five feet or six feet. And mm. something like this would absolutely do this because it turns on a dime. Oh, um, yes. It's- yeah. You, you pick up the front, you turn around, you drop it back down and away you go. Oh, uh, exactly. It's, it's yeah. really good. Yeah. Oh, I do it here because we've got really tight um farming spaces like uh, not yeah sure what are their own feet but that's exactly because we'll go back over the same bit or the one right beside it you yeah. couldn't turn it with like an overhead track you'd, it'd be like a 28 point turn yeah so you're probably <laughs> on like two meters or three meter heads uh, yeah we've got three meter uh, three meter walkways yeah. yeah yeah so that's about like uh, nine feet or something like that so yeah um but yeah which this machine tight. this machine like with the overhead frame on the front it's 1.8 meters and the hand is 1.8 meters so it's literally it's yeah. literally longer than our bed is, but because you can just flick that front up and yeah. turn on a dime, you know, you go straight back down again. Yeah. And I know that's a big thing with people buying the BCS is exactly for that reason, because you can turn them on a dime. So we've sort of 
yeah you know nailed that one at the same at the same but time there's yeah but there's as we've talked earlier there's just so many problems with the bcs so i think yeah. this is goes to that next level um yeah. and uh yeah interested to see that yeah when you get it to the u.s definitely have uh brett reach out we'll we'll make something happen so yeah sure all right. Well, anything else? I know we got to wrap this up here. Anything else you wanted to leave our listeners with before you go? Yeah. So there's there's a couple of cool things coming. Um, there's 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 limited spaces left of availability um, this year. So we've got I think a couple of of of, of, of handies left to, to sell, um, and they will start shipping probably January. We'll, we'll ship them out of out of here. Um, Otherwise, we'll make a new, you know, obviously once we finish yeah. this batch, we'll start making the next batch. But, you know, that'll be another, you know, six months from January. So, you know, they'll get them sort of mid, mid next year um, if they want. So, to, so there's a couple of spaces left there. There's some cool tools coming up soon. Um, we've got a whole series of tools. We've still got in the development page for the handy. We won't get on this year's production run. Like, we've pretty well stretched ourselves to get what we have. But, yeah, you know, we, we want to do a compost turner for sure so you can do your whole on farm full rotation of uh, i suppose your carbon cycle yeah um yeah. we've got a uh, greens harvester sickle mower you know we want to go into like vineyard dressing like possibly grape yep. harvester um and stuff nice. like because you're in the overhead um specialized stuff like that. that that's probably a bit further down the track um you know get into construction a bit more like concrete mixer that's something massive for us you know because we're around the farm yes. always putting structures right. in and stuff um, I may even, if I can, if I can secure a good supplier for the concrete poles, it's not yep. a really hard design. So I might even sneak it in if I get a chance, no promises there, but, Very um, cool. you know, yeah, some cool convenient. things there. And then, um, by the time this, this, this audio releases, um, I think we should have our, um, our cyber Clydesdale released. Um, so it's okay. a, uh, it's a two wheel tractor, which takes all the implements off the handy. Uh, okay. Um, nice. And I know we spoke we spoke a minute ago about you know the BCS and its inefficiencies and stuff. Yeah, direct drive. That's we you know we've taken all the technology we learned off the handy, um, and we we direct drive the wheels straight through gearbox. You know electronic control, um, electronic PDO. So all the you know the power harrow. That's sort of what's held us up a lot with the with just finishing it off was just we're making it so that the same tools can go on both machines. So there's no. Um, well, we can double dip essentially, you know, we can have yeah. twice as much price and it can be valid for, for different, more different guys' context, you know? So, um, yeah, hopefully that uh, that releases, yeah, in the next week or two before this, this order releases. And um, I think I think it's going to be exciting for a lot of guys to see, you know, again, if they can't afford maybe the handy because it's a bit more expensive, you know, this is going to be sort of half the price and, um, yep. and it's going to have a lot more, you know, clearance and, and capacity due to that electric drive than, than possibly other other tools on the market. Very cool. Well, um, thank you so much for coming on, Curly. Appreciate it. Been fascinating watching your journey over the, the last couple of years. Um, just you know, the first thing came out, and then the next thing came out, and uh, now to see this kind of. Uh, I figured we, we had to get you on. We've been meaning to get you on, and it's just been one of those uh, <laughs> one of those journeys. So yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, really, yeah. really, really appreciate the opportunity, Mike. And um, yeah, look forward to um, talking more in the future. All right. Thanks again for coming on. Talk to you later, Mike. Yeah, bye. 
Hey, Thriving Farmers, have you checked us out on YouTube lately? We have a bunch of new content there, including a few rants by me. I uh, want to tell you, you don't want to miss them. Um, I actually go rant about you know some of the problems I see in our space and some of the challenges I see farmers uh, facing. So go check that out. We've got instructional videos over there as well. Talk about setting up our new farm here in Ohio and all the steps we're going to do that, as well as just tutorials and tips on best practices for all sorts of things on the farm. So go ahead, check over at Growing Farmers on YouTube and see the new content we put together for you. So there you have it, another episode in the books. So I'd love if you would hop on over to iTunes and leave us a rating and a review. Those mean everything to us. We love to hear what you're thinking. If you have a podcast guest that you can recommend, please pop on over to the Thriving Farmer podcast website and leave us a review. That's thrivingfarmerpodcast.com.